0: Hello, ladies. Welcome back to Celebrate You, the podcast on personal development, career growth, entrepreneurship, and money for the millennial woman. So today we have a friend and a guest, of course. Uh, We've got uh, Victoria Watson. She is a success coach and publicist, and we've got a treat for you today. So Victoria, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here um, and to share my, uh, my insights and my story
0: with, with your community. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think the, the ladies well, and gentlemen who listen to these will really appreciate this episode. I think it will be an interesting one. So before we go into it, can you tell us a bit about your story?
1: I can, yes. So I, I feel like I have quite an interesting um, story. I'm currently living in, um, in Malaga, in Spain, and I've been here for two I'm years. i so jealous. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have to keep pinching myself every day when, when I wake up and I you know, realize that after many years of wanting to, to actually live in Spain, that I finally made it my dream a reality. So that's an amazing place for me to, to be right now. And I'm from the UK originally. Um, and I started off my career in, in PR and marketing, working with hospitality brands, hotels, um, restaurants in the UK and Europe. And I did that for many years and, um, had some of the best times in my career. Um, I learned a lot. I got to work with a lot of great people. Um, and then in 2015, I left my corporate job and set up my own PR consultancy, um, and I, I moved to London and spent a couple of years living in London, working with wellness brands and founders, which was, again, an amazing experience. And I think mm-hmm. I, at that point, I really got, um, I caught the bug for sort of working with entrepreneurs and, and founders and um, women that kind of, um, they don't have a huge team behind them. So just mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the the closeness and the experience of working with with women sort of one-on-one on on their PR and marketing. Um, And that kind of steamrolled into into coaching because the coaching world started to kind of pick up um, a few years ago. And then I decided to add an NLP practitioner certification to my coaching business um, because I felt like...
0: I Thank saw the you. certification came through the post.
1: It did. <laughs> it did. It arrived from Canada yesterday, which is amazing. So I did that certification oh, nice. Certification last year. Um, and the reason that I did that is because the thing that I'm most passionate about is helping my clients with their visibility. And prior to undertaking this certification, I was mainly working on strategy. But I realized, and from my own experience, that obviously mindset is a huge part of Setting up a business and running a business. And I was looking for something for another set of tools that I could bring into my business that could help people, my clients in a much deeper way. So, yeah, so that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you. That's a great intro. And you touched, like, very important words, like mindset, visibility. Of course, like you did PR. Uh, And just for context, for uh our lovely audience like you and I worked together at the beginning probably at the beginning of this year before I started the podcast Mm -hmm. and uh I we had a coaching session you coached me and then we did this I think it was called timeline therapy um oh yeah mental uh, mental emotional release mental emotional release yeah uh and then one of the topics that came out of that session was exactly what you just said, visibility. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Oh, are you okay to be like visible? I'm like, Of course I am. And then when you said like, Hey, are, how do you feel around uh being like in a big magazine? And then I was like, Oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. And I think, Oh my god. And I think that's one of the challenges that many of us may have that is feeling I remember in that session I said something about like what do I have to offer something along those lines Mm -hmm. kind of like why could I be in a magazine like that what do I have to offer and then I remember as I was saying that you looked at me and you were like come on (laughs) right yeah but I think probably if now that I look at myself that way I'm like yeah come on what what was I thinking about but when I listen to my friends speak about themselves that way too I'm like girl come on mm-hmm. like you have tons to offer so I think it's not just a uh, Monica's mindset problem mm-hmm. but it's a very widespread problem that we yeah, have
1: absolutely and in my experience. Um, some of the most accomplished people that I've worked with have the biggest fears of being visible. And it's oh. actually, yeah, because, you know, it, it doesn't automatically just because you've had an amazing career and you have a great story to tell, and you've had a lot of experience in your, you know, in your life, it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel comfortable sharing that, you know, that is true. you can still, you can have someone who has achieved amazing things in their career, but that doesn't mean that they have the confidence to share it—that story—in a magazine or on a podcast. It's—it's it's quite amazing when you when you look at it, and that's you know those are the clients that I love working with because it's like once you make that initial shift and they have that initial breakthrough and realise that you know what they have to share is important and it needs to be out there and they can help other people by stepping up. It's just amazing. It's like a snowball effect.
0: Hmm. You know? I'm, I'm just very curious, like why mm. do we, why do we behave like that? Why do we think that we don't have much to say, or right? we don't want to talk about our story publicly?
1: I think a lot of it is to do with um, comparing ourselves to other people. So mm. I think it's very easy to, especially when you see other people promoting themselves and other people being featured in the media. I think it's often the case that we look at them and think, oh, they're better than us, you know. I'm not at the same level as they are. Who am I to do that? Who am I to even think for a second that I'm capable of doing that? Mm. You know?
0: Yeah. So I think so yeah.
1: much – I have a thing called that I refer to as like a, a publicity mindset, which I talk to my – you know, that I teach my clients about and really – having a publicity mindset is very a big part of being visible it's kind of it's getting to that point where you know that you're capable of of going out there and pitching yourself for features and and also that it's the confidence piece as well it's like having that confidence that yes I am good enough you know yes I do have you know we all have a story to share and we all there are always parts of that story that can help people and inspire people and I think that's kind of a big part of my philosophy is inspiring other people. So
0: yeah, because like, I guess as a listener, even like, as I'm listening to you talk right Mm. now, I'm like, my mind goes like, yeah, that makes sense. But then part of me says like, huh, huh, how? Yeah. It's kind of, I think us as humans, sometimes it's easy to understand the concept. Yes, we all have a story that if we share it, it will inspire other people. Yeah, we get that. Mm -hmm. And I should have the confidence to talk about it Mm -hmm. because I've achieved stuff. Like if we speak to ourselves from that first person. Yeah. But actually, it's not that easy to embed that thinking Mm -hmm. and really go into the, yeah, to believe that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's the difference. One thing Mm -hmm. it's like to think, yes, I have a story. The other one is to believe that. So, Mm -hmm. how do you? What's your recommendation? How do we move away from how we move? How do we move towards embedding that belief system so that then we can change?
1: I mean, I think the starting point is is preparing yourself so that you are ready to promote yourself, put yourself out there, and I think a lot of confidence grows from that point so you know knowing kind of what your story is what you want to talk about what your message is um you know which publications would you love to be featured in knowing what's happening in your industry knowing you know if a a new story breaks tomorrow in your industry um you know what could you comment on what can you bring to the table what kind of you know what expertise are you putting out there? And I think the problem with um with PR and, and not, you know, a lot of people wanting to do it but not understanding how to do it, I think, is getting the basics, getting the foundations in place of being prepared, um, and kind of just getting getting into it rather than sort of looking from the outside and seeing other people doing it and thinking, oh, I can't do that. But if you just start taking small steps, you know, and understanding um, how you know how it works and how to what steps to take, then I think it kind of becomes easier. And I think the more you do that, the more confident you feel. Mm. Yeah. So so once you do once you get one um, once you do one interview or you do you know you um, contribute to a feature or so one publication comes out and that you've been featured in, I think. It sort of start it starts the ball rolling and you st- that self belief starts shifting, and I think it's just getting started. It's like with anything in business, you know if you don't understand how to do something um and you teach you teach yourself how to do it or you start to learn how to do it, and you get the you know you just start taking that first step forwards. I think that's for me that's always where the confidence starts to build mm. um we can't do that if we stay in the same place, it's like the famous saying about comfort, like nothing good comes from your comfort zone. And that's yeah. true in every part of life. You know, whatever we, whatever you're talking about, if you always live within the restraints of your comfort zone, then you're never going to try anything different.
0: True. So if we put all this in context, mm. so I am thinking there's two types of women slash men listening to this right now it's the ones who are focused on growing their career Mm -hmm. because visibility is about both it's not necessarily just PR in a big magazine or blog Mm -hmm. it is also visibility at work yeah uh, so that you can get a promotion so Mm -hmm. we have the type of person who's looking to grow Mm career-wise and then we have the type of person who maybe because of the pandemic they've always wanted to start a side gig Mm -hmm. you know like a passion project and now with lockdowns they are like okay cool I've started something Uh, I have a few friends that either have started something or they started growing the little something that they had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I don't hear anyone talking about their PR strategy, and I don't Mm. hear anyone talking about confidence, and I don't hear Mm. anyone talking about visibility. Mm. It's more of a, hey, how can I learn Instagram and learn Mm. my followers? Mm. No one is really talking about the stuff that you work on. Mm. Yeah. So if I am one of those two categories either career growth or passion project side gig growth Mm -hmm. how do I get started so that I can start thinking about this and like you said just like jump into it yeah
1: I mean I think the the one thing one kind of concept that would apply to both of those scenarios is personal branding and I think whether you're in a in a job or whether you're running your own business or, or <clears throat> you have a big team or you don't have a big team, whatever, you know, having a, um consciously developing your personal brand is going to be the biggest thing that helps you. So if you're in the workplace, it's like, you know, working out, you know, who am I? What is my message? You know, what do I, how do I want people to perceive me? Um, you know, what do I need to do to elevate that brand in order for me to attract New opportunities in the workplace. I think if you're talking about a business owner, obviously most people have an online presence. So a lot of the parts, you know, when we talk about personal branding, it's, you know, what is your content trust you on social media? You know, what are you putting out there? Um, what's your personality? How do you want people to see you? What, you know, what is what are your opinions? What's your message? So I think everything now comes back to personal branding, and I don't think it's something that we can avoid. Um, Mm. We all have to be visible in some way. We don't have to, you know, obviously that has to be in line with our values and our vision, but we can't avoid being visible because, you know, the world, the business world for sure. I mean, any, you know, any, every industry is a busy industry. So to make your mark and stand out, you know, you have to have that, um, that strong position behind you. Um, and that's, you know, that's why I always say to people that, you know, you are your best asset because there isn't anyone yeah. else. You know, there's no one else doing what you're doing or doing it. You know, you can have a billion people doing the same thing, but every single person is doing it differently. And they're doing it differently, not just from a strategic point of view, but because of who they are. Because we're all, you know, we are all individuals and I think learning how to tap into that and learning how to really leverage your uniqueness is, is an important thing. And that will be the thing that supports you in moving forwards, whether it's in your career or in your business.
0: Yeah. And just to follow up on that, like personal branding, mm. it's also scary. Mm-hmm because it kind of implies that a I need to brand myself Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and then b it implies that I need to scream and shout and promote myself everywhere I go Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which may or may not be right that may not be the right connotation of personal branding but there is some sort of like yeah you need to promote yourself yeah so how do we work around personal branding such that it's not that scary and it's a little bit more yeah. efficient?
1: I think, I think the phrase personal branding has become a bit of a buzz term and I think I know it can scare some people because not everybody wants to be the loudest person in the room. But I also mm-hmm. believe, I also have a firm belief that um, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room. You just need to know how to you know, package up what you've got and get it out there.
0: Oh that's amazing.
1: And I honestly believe that and you know I work with obviously a lot of clients that that aren't like that that are introverted that aren't you know like they don't want to be out there doing everything it's not a, it's not about that you can still build a personal brand in a a conscious way and in a way that feels good to you and if it, the thing is if it doesn't feel good to you then you're going to fall at the first hurdle. Yeah. So it has to feel good. And then all promotion has to feel good. You know, everything that you put out there to promote yourself has to feel good to you. Otherwise, it doesn't feel authentic.
0: Yeah, that's a very good distinction. Because personal branding, you said something along the lines of it is taking what you've got and then just packaging it nicely and putting out there Mm -hmm. rather than, I think no one, well, a lot of people don't like being the loudest person in the room. Yeah, You don't want to be like the loudest person in the room, actually. You just yeah. want to like be you and have online presence and yeah. have success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's like use your own assets to attract the right yeah. opportunities that yeah. fit you.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people now are just are not bowing down to the pressure of being seen and heard, having to be everywhere, you know? and i that's another thing that i believe in. i don't think you have to be everywhere to be successful you don't have to be everywhere to um to build your brand you know you just have to have a you know a a, bel- a belief system and a a strategy and a plan that kind of isn't is really aligned with who you are and just staying true to yourself i think once we start sort of like bowing down to the pressures of Oh, everyone else is doing this, or everyone else is oh, doing yeah. that. It's kind of like, whew, I don't know about you, but I that just makes me. <laughs> I
0: don't like to do that.
1: Yes, <laughs> it doesn't, yes, it doesn't yes. feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to me. No. You know?
0: No, exactly. So then, how do we balance the? Have the concepts mm. of personal branding and promotion. Then mm. we have things like confidence and visibility. Mm. And the fears of not wanting to be the loudest in the room. Mm. How do we balance all of that in a smart way such that I can be in my quiet introvert? I'm a very introvert, by the way. People Mm. don't realize that, but I have a strong introvert side too. (laughs) But it's like, not me, but in general, like, how can we tap into our introvert side that we don't want to be like? making all that noise, but at Mm. the same time being present in the online world. Mm. How do we bring all that together into action or strategy?
1: I mean, I think when we're talking about strategy, obviously there has to be an end goal. So it really does depend on what you're, you know, what are you trying to achieve? You know, are you you creating an online strategy because you're trying to find your clients or are you, you know, you have to sort of work out what is, what is the end goal? Um, but I think it's, you know, not not bowing down to that pressure that I have to be on Instagram every day or, you know, every, there's so much advice out there on what you should be doing. And it's almost mm. like my advice would almost be to do the polar opposite of what everyone else is telling you to do, you know? It's almost like cutting out the noise and just really going back to yourself and, and what you you know, what is your vision and what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And I don't think this is why I kind of go, I'm kind of against sort of like what we call cookie cutter strategies, you know, that tell you if you follow these five steps, this is what you'll achieve. But, you know, like I said, every we're all completely different people and we all have completely different belief systems and completely different views on life and, and how we want to do things. And that's why... In my opinion, those strategies don't, strategies don't work. And I think a lot of it comes back to just getting really connected to yourself and, and just listening to your own intuition about, you know, what is the, right, the next right step for you.
0: Mm, that's such a good point because, yeah, you're right, there's a lot of noise out there. There like is a lately, lot of noise. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn... A little bit of Instagram and a little bit of LinkedIn, but I'm focusing more on LinkedIn. And I follow two people and sometimes they just say like the opposite things. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, who should I follow? These are the other. (laughs) I'm like, do whatever you want because like no one really knows what's going to work. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, ultimately, you know, just trying things and testing them and then, you know, re- redirecting from there if you need to is the best, is actually a really good strategy, especially with something like um, like social media and, and creating content. It really is about just trying what works for you or what's working for mm-hmm. your audience. Like what, what is building engagement and what, you know, just, just trying new things as you go along rather than trying to replicate What someone else has kind of told you to do I mean obviously there are certain bits of advice that you can that will be applicable to everybody but ultimately it all comes back to to you really and staying true to yourself
0: yes that is such a good point because I don't I don't know if you have this perception but recently I've noticed there's such there's a lot of pressure in social Mm -hmm. media Mm
1: -hmm.
0: exactly from all these coaches and marketeers there's so much advertising as well that you feel pressure to succeed, mm. and succeed is de- success is defined as oh the number of followers, oh the number of sales that you do, and it's more of a hey, what happened with the fun of doing the videos mm. only for fun? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Instead of like, yeah, I felt recently that there is a lot of pressure to succeed.
1: Yeah, and I think. um I think obviously we're in a very strange time right now after the past year. And I think a lot of people obviously have been made redundant and are retraining. And a lot of people are actually retraining to be coaches and, um, you know, experts within the sort of wellness industry. There seems to be more people kind of moving into that. So I think, um, you know, what I've noticed is that the the industry is becoming more and more crowded. But I think I do still firmly believe that there's everyone has their place in the Mm -hmm. industry um and it's just remembering you know what you have to offer and what you bring to the table and and almost always going back to you know the people that you help because that's ultimately why you know we coach and why we we have this role is to help other people so i think i know something that helps me often is that i find my mindset's getting a bit you know, like I'm focusing more on what other people are doing and, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that and why am I not at that level? It's like, no, you have to go back to your why. Like, why am I doing this? And sort of mm. keep, and keep reconnecting to that because that's way more important than what the other person's doing in, you know, wherever and how many followers they've got, how much engagement they've got, you know. Um, it's like the old phrase, you know, stay in your own lane. I think there's never been a more important time to just stay in your own lane, you
0: know? Stay in your own lane. That's
1: so you know? important.
0: You know? Yeah. Oh, that's such a wonderful question. Not only stay in your own lane, but how do you find your own lane? Oof. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like it came as a moment of oh yeah, stay in your lane. But that's, the most important thing is like find your question. lane. Um I think you know, I
1: think for me, it's like what lights you up is the starting point. You know, how do you find your own lane? Well, you find your own lane by working out what your purpose is, what lights you up, um, and that leads you to your your lane. You know, that leads you to the path that you're going to take. So, I mm-hmm. think it, that's it. All starts from that. You know, what makes you get out of bed in the morning? What do you love doing? You know, if you're if if you're kind of struggling to to work that out, I think it, it's important to just go back to you know go back to basics and, and work out you know what do you yeah, want to what
0: do, excites you.
1: What excites you and, and you know what do you want to do for the next potentially, you know, ten, twenty years or whatever, you know, however, however old you are or whatever, but that's you know, it's just it's going back to that and what is the thing that lights you up.
0: Hmm. That's such an important question. And I think some people, well, some, many of us, (laughs) including myself, and you went through this journey, that's why I'm asking. Like, Mm -hmm. we, many of us, we have a job, like a corporate job, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then we are like, but that is the thing that lights me up. And that's how a passion project starts most of the time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have my job. And on the side, I do this thingy that that I like. but there is a point where either we decide that the thing that lights us up is Mm -hmm. a hobby or we turn it into a passion project and we really don't care about income Mm -hmm. or at some point we're like, oh, like you did, you know, like Mm -hmm. leave job security and turn Mm -hmm. this into a business as such. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather than asking on the how to do it, Because the how probably will be like, oh, you need to have like to think about what your proposition Mm. and da 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 da. But it's more Mm. about the what's the mindset Mm. needed to do that transition.
1: I mean, I think, you know, for me, when I look, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think I, um, I know I ignored my intuition for many, many years you know I was really unhappy in my corporate job and I had been for at least a year and I uh I ignored my intuition until it I couldn't ignore it anymore and I had to make the move um and there was so much you know there was a lot of fear there because I didn't trust that if I made the leap that the net would appear on the other side I I didn't believe it would Mm. but actually when I did it it did, and I'm not saying it's as easy as that. You obviously have to have a plan in place. You know, you're not you. You can't leave the security of a job if, um, you know, you have there has you don't to be, have savings. Exactly. You need to yeah. have, You need. You need to be sensible about it. But I think there's also that piece of listening. You know, listening to your what's going on in, in inside and and acting on that because you know life is kind of too short at the end of the day and I think what we've a lot of people I hope have learned in the past year with the pandemic is that you know we can we our lives we can take different paths we don't have to stay where we are you know there's there are other options out there if you're not you know happy in the role that you're in at the moment so um in terms of mindset I think it really is you know getting connected to yourself, understanding what you want, understanding how you want your life, your work life balance to look, you know, looking at all these different things, what are the changes that you want to make? Um, I think that's, is that answering the question or did I oh, I, I
0: wanna... think so. Right. Yeah. Well, because it's a very complex thinking process that goes yeah behind yeah. the thinking process of yeah. building your, building a business out of a passion project. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think for me, you know, I've taken, I feel like I've taken so many risks in the past couple of years. Um, I've had a lot of fear about uh, moving abroad. I had a lot of fear about, you know, was it going to be possible for me to move from the UK and still have my business? And I think, you know, every time I've taken a leap, a leap of faith, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of worked out in some way, not always exactly how I wanted it to, but um I don't think I would be where I am now if I hadn't taken those risks. You know, if I'd stayed mm. in the if I'd stayed where I felt comfortable, I, I would still be, you know, where I was however many years ago. I wouldn't be where I am now. And um I think a lot of the time when when we feel something come when we have a lot of discomfort that comes up about our decision, it's almost like that's the calling to keep pushing through it. That's not oh. You know, that's yeah. not the calling to stop there and, and and play small. That, to me, and, you know, it, the experiences that I've had, it's like if it feels uncomfortable and it feels difficult, it's almost like jump in. Just jump in, you Just know? Go. Just
0: go. Just and go and do it. Just do it.
1: Because, yeah. you know, the rewards on the other side are going to be you know, even if it's just like increased confidence in what you're capable of doing and achieving, you know, that's a huge thing, you
0: know. Awesome. And you talk on, you touched on a really good point about like fears and uncomfortableness. Um, And previously you touched on intuition. Mm. So sometimes I find it not difficult, but I ponder on what I'm, what I'm feeling or thinking is that a fear that it's kind of like taking over my head Mm. or is that my intuition that's protecting me from something? Mm. How do you go around that? What's your view?
1: I mean, I always sort of trust my gut instinct. I don't know. I get very um, strong reactions to situations and, and people and, I tend to kind of trust that, you know, over, mm. I think I can differentiate now between, I don't know, you sort of feel it. Don't you feel that, that, that real, I don't know. It's like a, a, a draw inside. You kind of like feel, you know, when your intuition is telling you something's right or wrong.
0: Yeah. You kind of know, right? Yeah, you do. Yes. When you get out of your head, I think yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. You have to get out of your head and then you know. Yeah.
1: And I think that's why we. You know, if
0: it's a real, do not do it, it's danger. Mm. Or if it's a, hey, you were just in your head, just do it.
1: Yeah. I think if you really, you know, this is why, you know, meditation is so important because I think when you actually quieten the mind down, you become more able to really listen to what, you know, what I call your sort of inner, you know, your inner navigation system. You know, which mm. is basically guiding you. But there's obviously a big difference. That's why, we, you know, we say living from the heart and not from the head.
0: Yeah. You know, because. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. So I'm like, I was thinking something and I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it goes along the lines of. So we said. Intuition and fears, and then at some point, you know when your intuition is telling you uh, to do something and you're still scared, how, and you just touched on meditation too, mm. how do we not go back to that scary place and instead maintain that trust and belief in ourselves that mm. it will work out for yeah. so, us not for the neighbor nor my friend nor mm. the other 1000 people that have done this but for me who I feel in my head oh it will not work for me Ah yeah I mean I think one of
1: the, the best sort of techniques that I've learned is reframing my thoughts so if I am telling myself I can't do something you know how can I reframe that to a more positive outcome so oh it's not going to work well actually what if it does work what's the best case scenario rather than the worst case scenario? And I think mm. that just making that subtle mindset shift can really help you to to, to live more boldly, actually, you know, yeah. and, and not stay in that place of like, oh, I'm never going to be good enough to do this or I can't achieve that or, you know, this, this is too much for me. It's like, no, what is the best possible outcome? What if you just did the best that you could
0: I love those two questions. What yeah. is the best possible outcome? Yeah. What if you did the best that you could? Yeah. Then you're going to get the best possible outcome. Exactly.
1: And at the end of the day, you can only ever do your best. Like, that's the best you can do.
0: Oh, that's such a good point, Phil. But there's there may be some fears that because we, we're familiar with what we know, e.g. Mm. work, corporate job, let's say. Mm-hmm. We know we're good at our jobs. Mm -hmm. But given that we haven't done the thing that we do in our passion project, whether that's knitting. Oh, today a friend sent me the pictures of her Instagram account with all these beautiful knitting things. I'm like, wow, she's an artist. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't do it for, you know, like she's stuck in that dilemma as well. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you should do something about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, what was I going to say? Uh, How do we... Like at work, we are familiar with what we're good at and we know that if we give our best, the project will succeed. That's a Mm -hmm. fact. You can Mm -hmm. count on it. Mm -hmm. But given that the other project, we don't have the experience. Mm. We kind of doubt that our best is going to be the same best that Mm. in a company. Because in a company you have colleagues and you have resources. Well, if you're doing your knitting business it's Mm. just you and your knitting business and who's going to buy from you Mm. yeah how do we balance that monkey brain monster (laughs) yeah
1: I mean it is a huge shift because I think a lot of people start these side businesses as a a place of comfort and respite from their everyday jobs you know I think you know if you if you're setting up a side hustle for example that's like your friend with, with a knitting business that's probably a million miles away from what she's actually doing day to day i think it's almost it almost becomes like um a nice place to escape to and and to use and that and relax and use that different side of her brain that you know the creative side it's probably just like a big breath of fresh air to be doing something yeah. completely different um I mean, I think it depends if you're if you're not actually making an income out of your side business or your side hobby, I think that can be the biggest block because you know you kind of get used to like this is what I need to do to create an income. This is the safe way to create an income. this is what I'm used to doing, so I need to continue doing that because to go from there to you know to starting from scratch with no experience is almost it's almost too, too much yeah, yeah. But I think that's why it goes back to making sure that you are ready to make that transition. You know, fi- you know you're know, you financially able financially. to... Yeah, and I think anybody that tells you that you can just go from here, you know, you can leave that safety and, and go and do something completely different. I think it's unrealistic, you know. It, it really is just unrealistic. So I think preparing and planning is a... Is a start. Is always the starting point to give you that mm. you know, that safety net. Um, but I feel like once you actually make that move and you start that new project, I, th- I think again it comes back to the you know every little step you take forwards, the more your confidence grows in what you're capable of doing. I think a lot of the time it's just when we stay in one place, we can't. Um, we can't. There's no expansion. You know, it's, there has to be some yeah. element of taking a risk. There has to be, even if it's a calculated risk, there's still, we still have to take risks in life. Otherwise we stay where we are.
0: Amazing. I think that's like a beautiful way to like, you just summarized everything because it's like a mix of having the confidence. First is realizing that it's like, Hey, this is my lane. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Then believing in you that it's like, yeah, I can, If I give my best, I can do it. Mm -hmm. However, it's not magic. (laughs) So you need to have a plan, especially Mm -hmm. like financially speaking. Mm -hmm. If you're planning to leave your job and focus on the side project, then it's like have a financial plan that enables you to do that Mm -hmm. and as you take actions Mm -hmm. then your confidence coming back to the Mm -hmm. beginning it's kind of like the circle completes Mm -hmm. then it's like then you have the confidence and then it keeps moving a little bit more and the beautiful thing that you said at the end is you have to take risks because Mm -hmm. if you stay where you are there's no expansion Mm -hmm.
1: yeah And it's so true. And I think it, you know, all of all of this, these things I've learned from my own journey. You know, of of if I've, I know that the times when I've procrastinated and not listened to my intuition telling me what my next natural step would be, I know that those are the times when I've been unhappy and disconnected and frustrated because I'm not listening to what you know. I'm being told is the next step for me, you know?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And giving into fear. And I think, you know, not, I think just trusting. I mean, that's something that I'm really focusing on in my life now is trusting that, you know, what is, what is right and what is the next thing for me will, will come to me. And I don't It'll need, to, I don't need to force things. I think, you know, just let, just to live in a life of flow, you know?
0: More flow. Just yes. flow. I'm going to be yeah. of flow. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I don't prepare these episodes. It's just like flow. Yeah, exactly, you know? Um, Yeah. Yes, so in the spirit of flow, Mm. (laughs) I liked like the two concepts at the end, one that it's like trusting, Mm. just like trust that it will happen. And the previous one that it was on expansion. Mm. So as we kind of like close the episode like Mm. wrap it up Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on trust and expansion Mm. I think
1: with trust I think you know especially as I I would referred to kind of the pandemic and how difficult things have been over the past year and I think it's almost like leaning the harder things are the more we have to lean into our lean into that into our self and trusting ourselves you know and trusting that we are capable of navigating things we are capable of we're resilient you know I think that's something that I've learned a lot in the past years that I'm way more resilient than I thought I was um, mm-hmm. and actually you know that's a good thing to know it's a good thing to be able to trust yourself and trust that you can navigate through life no matter what's thrown at you um and also you know to trust that you know I, I whether you I mean I'm not a huge I'm not a hugely spiritual person but I do believe that I do believe in the universe and I do believe that you know we are connected to something bigger than we are and I do think that you have to trust that that life will unfold the way it's supposed to and things will come into your path at the right time and things will come out of your life at the right time and be replaced by something mm-hmm. better. And I think trusting in that, that, you know, there's always going to be, there is something better out there. If something, you know, if you don't succeed at one thing, that's because, you know, there's something else coming along. Um, and that's definitely something that I, sort of say to myself every day and something that keeps me pretty grounded really trust yeah just trusting yeah i think you have to you know <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's really a little crazy exactly you know you have to be you, you know you, you have to be anchored and you have to be anchored to something and you have it's to
0: something.
1: you have to stay grounded you know and i think that's why um you know self care is so important and and working on your own self love is so important
0: yeah yeah you know? And yes, that that is like so true. And it kind of triggered monkey brain. But at the same time, like to put everything together that we started with visibility Mm. and then uh, we're finishing with trust and then the monkey brain in between would say, hey, if I want to take my passion project and make it into a business, Mm. let's say my friend that's knitting stuff or Mm. whomever, whichever business it is, um, one of the fears that will make us doubt ourselves rather than trust ourselves and trust the universe mm. is, and we may recognize it with this word or other words, but it's like identity. Mm. We do not see ourselves. We see ourselves, so our identity is the one of a great employee, mm-hmm. the gra- the one of a great team player, mm. the gra- one of a great high performer, or mm. whatever it is at mm. work that we do. Mm-hmm. But our identity is not that of that great self-employed person that can maintain herself and her family with her side business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How and actually, if, given that that's not our identity, if we come back to visibility, mm-hmm. if we start putting ourselves out there mm-hmm. with that new persona or that new identity mm-hmm. who we don't feel we are, then it's the fear of failing publicly or ridicule, mm. you know, that it's like, oh, it's kind of like it comes, the monkey brain comes into that, puts it in your face. Mm. So, how do you think we can use the concept of visibility, plus mm. challenging our own internal identity images? Mm. And then, trusting that everything's going to be okay?
1: I mean, I think the the first thing about identity is obviously a lot of the times we are um, influenced by what other people are saying we are and what our identity is, you know, like how other people view us and what they think our brand is, so to speak. Um, And I think shifting away from that and, you know, thinking about what, what do you want your identity like who are you? You know, what is your identity? What are you all about? What is your you know, what is your what are your passions? You know, how do you want the world to see you rather than how other people see you? And I think that's quite common not just mm. in our professional lives, but in our personal lives as well, because I think we get not put into maybe like put it often put into like a box by people, even our family, our friends, you know. That you know, they say, Oh, you you're this, this and this, and it's like sometimes we can get overwhelmed by what other people think our identity is.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good that's such a good point.
1: It's yeah. not even our
0: own identity. Mm. And we I think the identity that others think that we have, and then they portray that on us and we're like, Oh Yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of getting away from that and just you know because I
1: think it can feel quite overwhelming and consuming when you know we, we because we, everyone has opinions about who we are and what we do and um you know and categorizing us in a different you know in different ways and I think it, it's almost like you have to sort of disconnect from that especially when you're trying to stay in your own lane you know and you like I said before when you're trying to stay on your own path then you know you can't be too influenced influenced by what other people think of you and what you're doing. You have to stay true to yourself.
0: Mm. Oh, that's such a beautiful, beautiful. Uh, how do I call it? Energy, wording, wisdom.
1: Thank yeah.
0: you. <laughs> you have to just like stay true to yourself. Yeah. And that's yeah. how everything comes to full circle the visibility yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. the confidence, the staying on your lane, the trusting. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as one guiding principle. Yeah. Yeah. Stay true to yourself. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, the thing with visibility is that it has become a bit of a buzzword. And I think, again, it, it's, um, it often, I think, feels daunting to people because there's so much pressure around there. Like you said, to do everything and be everywhere. But it's like with all of these things, it's like with personal branding, visibility, all these things that can feel high pressured and like, oh, I have to be doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you don't have to do X, Y, and Z. You just have to get reconnected to your purpose and your why and who you want to help. And, you know, what are you, why are you here? What do you want to do? Who are the people that you want to help? And just focus on them. Just focus on yeah. doing the good work and focus on um, helping people
0: beautiful and then you should not if you do that then the fears of performing Mm. or visibility and all that should kind of like fade away in the background yeah because you're you're in your
1: lane you're in your lane exactly you're just doing what you're doing you know you're doing what you came here to do and you're not worrying about what other people are doing and I know it's easier said than done but I think in my experience whenever I feel like I'm hitting those hurdles it's just coming back to myself And thinking, you know, I am doing it the way I'm doing it and the right people will want to work with me because of who I am and what I have to offer and the different way I have of offering that to the next person. I think that's why personality is so important because that's, you know, that's the one thing we have that is so unique is our personality and how we come across. And, you know, that's why there's somebody for everybody
0: Exactly. And personality is not something that you can craft in your personal exactly, brand. Otherwise, exactly. Otherwise, it is fake. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Personality is just being, it's just being you. who you are. Yeah. It's just being you and yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's
1: just being you oh, and unfiltered right. and, yeah.
0: And trusting. Exactly amazing well it's been an amazing conversation thank you as usual kind of like went through unexpected (laughs) (laughs) i love that
1: i I love that we start off here and
0: we end up like way over here like yeah this is yes exactly (laughs) but that's the fun out of doing this uh any final words that you may have for the listeners um, any final words? I
1: think, you know, with the, the sort of topics that we've covered, really, it's just reiterating, um, you know, working, if you're struggling right now to work out your next step, just go back to what lights you up and what, you know, just sit with yourself, you know, whenever you, you have this, these times of um, fear or, or doubt is really just coming back, Getting connected to yourself and listening to what your intuition is telling you is the next right move for you.
0: Amazing. Having said that, it's been a pleasure having you in the show. Thank you. Amazing that technology worked well as yes. well. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Victoria. And My pleasure. I'm sure we'll speak with you again very soon. Okay. Thank, thank you, you, everyone. Speak next week. Bye-bye.